There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. engine light on take the guesswork out of your check engine light with o'reilly veriscan it's free and provides a report with solutions based on over 650 million vehicle scans verified by ASC certified master technicians and if you need help we can recommend a shop for you ask for o'reilly veriscan today oh, 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 O'Reilly. auto parts What's up, everyone? This is Mark Kenyon, and welcome to this week's installment of Wired to Hunt's Rut Radio miniseries. And I'm here again with Spencer Newharth, who's going to be checking in momentarily with a series of hunters across the country who are going to be filling us in on what kind of rut-related activity they've been seeing over the past week and what tactics they're using right now to hunt mature bucks. So that's the plan, right, Spencer? Uh, yeah, and... Uh... It's great here in South Dakota. The only thing that would make it better is if it was November. <laughs> I know. The countdown to November is something we're all excited about. But uh, I don't know. What's I'm kind of curious. I want to reverse this on you really fast here because you call all these hunters and you're asking them about the overall activity from 1 to 10 where they're hunting. Based on what you've heard so far, what do you think the number is? If you had to average it out across everywhere the, everyone you've talked to so far, if you had to put one number on the rut-related activity so far, what is your number you would say? Uh, based on the calls I've had today, probably a five. A um, five? Yeah, but it's like it's an anticipation five, if there is such a thing. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Everybody kind of says it um, with, with a glimmer of hope. You can hear it. And, uh, you know, they're all kind of waiting on one of two things, either a cold front to roll through in the next week or so, or the calendar to flip to November. So, um, everybody, uh, shares the same feelings that it's only going to get better from here on out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now I got to tell you though, my number, my personal number is way different than what you guys are are seeing so far. I got, I got to say right now, Spencer, my number is like a nine. No way. Yes. My number is a nine. I had the best hunt of the year last night. And I've seen a crazy amount of activity. So do you want, can I tell you about that? Yeah, I want to hear about it. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to give you the the super Cliff Notes version. But long story short, last night I saw five mature bucks. I saw my number one shooter, Holyfield, and the other two mature bucks I've had on trail camera. I then saw those same two bucks, a three and a half year old and a four and a half year old. I saw them again this morning. And both times, last night and today, they're chasing does around. Also last night, I had a three-and-a-half-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old fighting. They were sparring out in the middle of a bean field. And then, you know, spoiler alert, I got to full draw on Holyfield, the number one buck I've been after here in Michigan. 
he came in chasing a doe into my food plot. Well, actually, I snort-wheezed him into the food plot. Then when he got into the food plot, he bumped a doe and then ran through my shooting lane. And when I got to full draw, he was already at like 40 yards, and it was just too dark. Um, but I had a crazy, crazy hunt. And then again this morning, like I said, they were out in broad daylight, like an hour and a half after daylight, running around in the field chasing does. A four-year-old. In Michigan, that doesn't happen very often. So I'm on like a serious adrenaline rush right now. And as soon as we get done recording this, I'm heading out into the woods and trying to get another crack at him. So it's a nine here in southern Michigan. <laughs> yeah, so you say in Michigan this doesn't happen very often. Why do you think it is happening? Is there something different, very local to you, or, or what's going on? Well, I'd say two things. I think, number one, I try to keep the hunting pressure as low as possible on the specific piece of property. So these deer feel really comfortable out moving in daylight more than most areas just because I'm so obsessive about that. So that might, you know, account for some of the activity, the daylight activity. But the reason why I really think things got going is that we had a 15 degree temperature drop hit and we have very high barometric pressure and it's rising up to like the highest I've seen in all hunting season so far today. Um, so according to a lot of people like Mark Drury and, and all those guys, that's one of those key indicators that really gets deer moving. Um, so that's why I went out last night. Cause I was like, these conditions look great. And um, I think the final piece of the puzzle is that there must be a doe or two that is like just about to come into estrus, you know, pretty early compared to most does. So either they're just about to come in or there actually is a doe that's already in heat early um, because these bucks, you know, they're ready to go. It, it, at least from what I've seen, you know, it's not abnormal to see little, you know, year and a half old bucks bumping around does early, you know, chasing them around because they're ready to go, but the does aren't ready. But I don't see four-year-old bucks in Michigan chasing does around this time of year, uh, you know, partly because there's not many four-year-old bucks around here, but usually they're smart enough not to be chasing does until it, you know it's actually meaningful to do so. So things are things are ripping and roaring right now. Yeah, so I don't know why you're sitting here talking to me then. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. It's a very it's good question. Good. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be hitting the woods in a matter of minutes. So I guess we should keep this short too then, Spencer. So I guess who do we have? who do we have on the slate today? Oh, we start off in Missouri with Matt Jury of Jury Outdoors, and then we talk to A.J. Gall of Legendary Whitetails in Wisconsin. Then we have Eric Long in Ohio of Drumming Log Wildlife Management. Then we have John Arman in North Dakota with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. And finally, we talk to Tim Beeble in Vermont with the TheFourPointer.com. Nice. I like it. We've got a good swath of the country covered there, and uh, I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to hear what they have to offer. Is there is there anything we need to cover before we jump into these interviews? Um, you know, I think one thing we need to stress is is how timely that these interviews are. Um, you know, I, I got some feedback last week after the podcast. People asking, you know, hey, when were these uh, recordings done, and when did you interview these people and stuff like that? Um, but we got to stress how timely this is. You know. We're having this conversation on Tuesday the 25th, and this podcast is going to go up on Wednesday the 26th. And all these interviews I did were today, and all these people giving me the reports uh, are based on sightings from the last couple of days. Yeah. So this is as relevant as it gets, I guess, for, for buck activity. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's, that's what I love about this is that we're giving you such current intel. We're trying to give you as current of intel as we possibly can. So yeah, these reports are as of today. And if you're listening to this on Wednesday, they're less than 24 hours old. So um, you can definitely take some of this and apply it to your hunts in the coming days. And uh, and I don't know, Spencer, if, if you think we're ready, I'm ready to get right into it. Yeah, you, uh, you better get to the tree stand. All right, man. Wish me luck. All right. Thanks, Mark. But quickly, before we get to our first update, as all Wired Hunt podcasts are, 
This episode is brought to you by Sitka Gear. If you'd like to learn more about Sitka Gear's technical hunting apparel, you can visit sitkagear.com. And now, on to the show. And joining us on the phone first is General Manager for Jury Outdoors, Matt Jury. Now, Matt, I know you've been hunting northern Missouri, but of course you've got connections in Iowa and, and Illinois and other places. So on a scale of 1 to 10 in your area, what would you say the buck activity was for this last week? You know, I, I think probably still in the 3 to 4 range. I mean, it's still pretty low. You know, that being said, of course, you know, Mark uh, Drury killed the biggest deer of his life in Iowa um, on Friday. But, you know, the conditions were just really ideal there. It was the first south after a bunch of norths. It was a high-pressure day. Uh, deer in general, I think he said he saw like 15 or 16 deer that morning. So it was a it was a good deer movement day. It really didn't necessarily have anything to do with, you know, rut conditions or whatever. It was just a good movement day. And so he hit the conditions just right. Of course, he, he knew um, – the deer that he was after he knew that he was in his bedroom there he had put up a, a blind five days before that so he 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 was after that one specific deer and uh, he thought he'd have a pretty good chance that morning with those conditions but that being said you know that was you know that's a obviously a really highly managed uh, piece of land I think I think that specific piece of dirt was 180 acres um, but he you know he's surrounded by a, a, a lot of um, property there where they all manage so you know my specific lease uh which is about an hour north of st louis where i hunt primarily i mean it's it's you know it's still it's still got a little bit to go and and frankly i think this week with the warm temperatures it's not really going to do us any favors i think you know everybody looks forward to the last week of october and the first couple weeks of november uh you know where the the deer activity and the rutting activity really starts but um i have a feeling you know, if it, if the temperatures are in the 80s, it may be a lot of movement at night, and your trail cameras might show you that, you know, a lot of the stuff's happening at night, and if there are any cool mornings, I think mornings could start getting good here, and, and you'll see, you know, a lot of the Drury Outdoors guys will start hunting mornings right around now, so, um, yeah, I think it could get good, but the warm temperatures certainly are not going to help our cause here. And so for that hunt that Mark was on when he shot that incredible buck, what was his strategy that morning? Uh, was he pretty aggressive? Was he hunting near their bed? Was he hunting a field edge? What was going on there? Yeah, he was really aggressive. Like I said, he he was in this deer's bedroom, and uh, he had just uh, erected this muddy bowl. It's a scent-proof blind that he had put up like five days before that, and it was on the kind of an edge of a little field and next to the timber and this uh this buck was actually he said that there was a three and a half year old that was uh i think he was um, making a rub on a tree right next to him and that noise he felt like alerted the the buck he was after to to kind of come out there and, and stand his ground and he said he was watching this three and a half and all of a sudden the demeanor just instantly changed and he looked back, his ears went back, and he took off running. And Mark instantly said to his camera guy, he said, there's a big deer around here somewhere. And before he knew it, he looked up, and this, this, the buck he was after, Danger, walked out right uh, 15 steps from him. And he came within five steps of the blind. He was headed towards where this other buck was, uh, and Mark shot him at five steps. So pretty, pretty unbelievable. But, yes, he got very aggressive and got in on his bedroom, but he had the right conditions that morning. 
Yeah, that's incredible. So Mark was around some, you know, typical late October deer sign there. Are you seeing a lot of scrapes and rubs in your area? Yeah, absolutely. I switched all my cameras over about a week ago to uh, to scrapes, and it's definitely starting to they're starting to pop up everywhere on my lease. So it's it's a good sign, you know. It, but all the pictures primarily are st- were still happening in the middle of the night. So. Um, you know, I, but it was warm. So I, I, I really feel like, you know, coming up here, I looked at the extended forecast and, you know, the 10 days, not overly great. I think next Tuesday, like next Monday, it's supposed to be 80 degrees uh, in my area. And then Tuesday it drops to 72. I think Wednesday's the day that I'm kind of circling. It drops down to 66. But if you think about it, you know, it's still, it's still really warm for no, November the 2nd. You're just trying to catch some cold weather. The, the, the deer are still going to be doing what they do, but, you know, with that warm weather, and Monday it's 80 degrees. So I could certainly foresee a lot of that movement happening in the middle of the night, and, of course, your trail cameras are going to show you that, if, especially if you have them on scrapes right now. You're going to find out, you know, if they're moving in the middle of the day or if they're moving all, you know, at 2, 3, 4 a.m., then you, you know what you're dealing with there. Um, that's not to say you, you can't catch one on their feet and, you know, in the morning when it's still cool out, but, uh, it definitely doesn't help or cause. Yeah. And so with that said, going forward, what would you expect the buck activity to be on a scale of one to 10 for like these next, uh, 10 days or so? Well, you know, that last couple of days, Halloween is always a date that everybody, you know, as uh, circles is a good deer day, but just looking at that forecast, it's a high of 80 and a low of 60 here in, in, in the St. Louis, you know, area. I'm sure most of the Midwest is going to be dealing with that. So I, I would not, um, you know, the, the activity is going to be happening, but like I said, I just feel like it might be happening in the middle of the night, unfortunately. So, you know, I, I'm not very excited about uh, the, the the weather forecast, unfortunately. I, I really think it could be tough here in the next 10 days. So I would be shocked if the deer movement daylight is a 5-6 because of the temperatures. That That's, you know, and, and I could be wrong. Who knows? But um, if after this first 10 days here, you know, if the first two weeks of November get really cold, then look out. I'd say it could be really, really good because that's always a period that's good anyway. So I would say that those, uh, you know, if, it, if we get some cold weather, look out for the 4th through the, you know, through the 15th. Yeah, and like I told a couple guys uh, on last week's show, I'll, I'll be hoping for a cold front for you. So Yeah, that's what everybody really w- wishes for, you know, especially the guys that are taking a week off of vacation or have already scheduled that week off. You know, the one thing you can't control is what, what Mother Nature does with the weather. And so uh, I think everybody's got their fingers crossed that <laughs> hopefully a cold front comes in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good luck, Matt, and uh, we look forward to the footage of, of Mark's deer and We'll keep following along with the rest of Drury Outdoor team. Yeah, please do. Follow us over at uh, our Facebook page of Drury Outdoors. Of course, uh, DruryOutdoors.com, our journal, and then uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We're constantly putting up new, uh, new videos, so be sure to follow us and check it out. Will do. Thanks, Matt. And joining us on the phone next is Legendary Whitetail's content manager, A.J. Gall. Now, A.J. hunts in Wisconsin, so... AJ, what would you say on a scale of 1 to 10 the deer activity has been lately? Yeah, I would definitely say this past week it's starting to ramp up. I would, I guess right now I'd probably put it at about a 6. 
And so are you basing that off of uh, some hunts you've had lately or some scouting or, or trail cam activity or, or what's giving you that info of it being, it being a six? Yeah, I would say um, I came to came to a six because of, of recent hunts I've had, trail cam activity and um, what other buddies are having in this area. It definitely seems like this last weekend, quite a few uh, mature bucks at the ground. Stuff is starting to be a little more daylight active. Um, Scrapes are scrapes are getting hit hard right now, um, and the cold front coming up. So it should be this whole week should be pretty good. And and I kind of limited it at the six just because uh, I got high hopes for the next next couple weeks to come. So so have you started hunting aggressive yet, or is that all going to change for you here coming up at the end of October? Yeah, it's going to be this week. Um, kind of kind of been pretty pretty laid back, not too aggressive so far. Um, but, uh, especially with this, this cold front, this week's pretty, pretty good weather all around. Um, it'll be ramping up this week. I've got vacation the 5th through the 13th of November. So, but I'll be out as much as I can these next two weeks for sure. And so your buddies who have been having success in that area, um, have there been more of morning sits or evening sits? Um, both actually. So I had two that, that tagged pretty nice bucks this past weekend. Um, the one was morning and there's two of them out and that was kind of the Western side of Wisconsin and Vernon County. Um, and they had a lot of activity in the morning. He said all the way through about 10 AM is about when they got down, but they had pretty constant activity, a lot of stuff running around, um, kind of nose and does, you know, not nothing too hard and crazy yet. And then the afternoon that was kind of, he wasn't wasn't doing much of any type of running activity other than just uh kind of being curious and walking during daylight and feeding along a, a cut soybean field so um this morning on the way to work saw some saw some running across the field wide open so definitely starting to turn up here a little bit and so do you think their food sources have changed you said that one uh was a soybean field do you think they're still uh you know hitting the hardwoods and stuff or are they on agriculture right now yeah my area we we we're pretty dominated by um by farmland and and the woods we do have they're not usually that heavy in oaks it's a lot of maples down here so we don't have to worry about huge acorn crops um but i would say right now they're starting to hit the cornfields soybeans are mostly coming off so if they're not getting plowed under right away they're definitely browsing in those because all the beans are knocked in, onto the ground. Um, but yeah, crops are changing this week. They're going to continue for the next week and a half. I would say the corn's going to start to come off. So those cut cornfields are going to be going to be hot for a while. So you would say if you were hunting a field edge right now, that would maybe give you your best shot is uh, a cut cornfield over anything else. Yeah, for me, I would. Um, you know, probably about a week or so. That's kind of when I start hitting the the pinch points and funnels, more travel corridors type stuff. But I think right now they're just kind of wanting to, to feel and play around with those does and those does are going to be likely, you know, out feeding in those recently cut crop fields or, or even food plots if you got them. So, um, those, those bucks are getting nosy right now, especially the young ones. They're the ones that are, are really moving around. Um, so, but yeah, definitely target the, the field edges of, of recently cut crops. So what about going forward for this next week or so? Uh, what would you say the buck activity is going to be on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, judging by what the weather is coming up, I would say it's, it's going to ramp up to, I think it's going to be real, really good first 
or this end of no uh, end of October is going to be better than it has been probably in the last couple of years, just because the weather's um, looks like for the rest of this week it's at least in the mid 40s for us as a high, and then up to the 50s. But anything under 55 seems like it's got the deer deer moving, um, and you know testosterone is continuing to rise, so it should get better and better. A lot more daylight uh, cruising, I think. All right, AJ. Well, I look forward to talking to you after uh, your rutcation there. Good luck with that. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. And now joining us on the phone is Eric Long with Drumming Wildlife Management. Now, Eric, in Ohio, what would you say the buck activity has been on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, probably about a 4 or 5 right now. It's pretty low. And so what are you basing that off of? Some encounters or trail cam activity or what are you seeing? Well, the trail cam activity, let's address that first. Um, it's been kind of just just kind of a, a minimal type thing. I'm not seeing any daylight necessarily photos that would in, indicate, you know, rutting activity. Um, and also, you know, talking to my clients um, that I manage their pieces of property, uh, I talked to them just the other day, try to get a feel for, you know, what's going on at their properties. And they're basically seeing the same thing. Um, and also, too, is any take this for what it's worth. I got about a two-hour drive each day, and um, you know, through rural rural country, and I'm not really seeing any, you know, chasing or anything like that. And you know, talking to um, farmers and stuff like that, you know, they're not really seeing the activity um, as well. So, um, so basically, like I said, it was it's it's kind of kind of stagnant right now. But um, I say that, with this being said, I hunted last night, and um, I had, you know, some yearling bucks come into the food source, the food plot that I was hunting, and they weren't bothering the does, but, they, you know, they were checking them, lip curling. And then my son, uh, who was hunting, actually, I was just with them, we had a, uh, a four-year-old come in. He wouldn't commit to the food plot, but he was just walking around just lip curling, but keeping his distance away from everybody. So I'd say it's almost on the verge of breaking out. So we're starting to get some activity, but it's still kind of just low-key right now. And so what do you think we need um, for it to really break out? Do you think we need a good cold front or um, something to change with harvest or, or just day length-wise? We just need to have some patience. Yeah, I think it's – yeah, everybody has their opinion on it. Um, my thing is just time. Um, not to go draw in a drawn out uh, thing here, but every three to four years, depending on my time, but it's roughly every three years, um, I do a fetus study. And what that is, is I try to kill as many does as I can in January, because in Ohio, we have a pretty liberal uh, hunting season where we can hunt all the way up into, into uh, February. So that's positive. Um, so where we save a bunch of tags, have some people come into one of our main farms and we try to kill as many does as we can legally and collect those fetuses. Now, why do we do that? Because we can measure those fetuses and determine in doing a certain measurement, doing some adding and subtracting, we can uh, then decide, see, actually, uh, when those does are being bred. And lately, the last one we did, um, it was from November 9th through the 12th. So no matter how much activity is prior or you know, and all that stuff is still somewhat consistent if you have a good quality deer herd. You know, it's not all over the map. So, you know, 
the rutting activity is one thing, but actually the rut itself, you know, it stays consistent from the time period that everybody knows, you know, and, and so, in the Midwest, at least in Ohio. You're right. So I was going to ask you, how relevant do you think um, that study that you're doing is for, you know, neighboring states or, or do you think that's a very local thing? Oh, it's very local, obviously. It depends on if you're managing your piece of property, um, you know, the deer densities and stuff like that. So it is a very local type thing. It is. Sure. And so going forward for these next 10 days or so, what do you think the buck activity is going to be on a scale of 1 to 10? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I would say by um, middle of next week and, and next week, if I have my crystal ball, you know, here at the end of the month into November, I would say, you know, tree stand time is going to be very crucial. You know, that pre-rut activity is, you know, I, to me, I love hunting pre-rut. I don't like hunting the rut itself. You know, um, you know, mo- mo- our places are kind of just dead. You know, the pre-rut activity, I just absolutely love it. And so on a scale of 1 to 10, what, what do you think it's going to be? Uh, scale of one to 10, you know, here by the end of the month, I would have to say, you know, you know, it'd be up towards seven, seven, uh, eight, eight ish, you know, by the end of the month here, I think it'll happen just that quick. Yeah. Well, we're excited as, uh, each calendar day draws closer to November. So thanks for your time. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for your time. And, uh, not a problem. Hope the rest of your fall goes great. Yeah. And likewise to you, sir. All right, and joining me on the phone next is John Arman of Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Now, John, in North Dakota, what would you say the buck activity has been uh, these last 10 days on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, I would have to say from when we've been out in the field, it's probably around a 3. It's not been um, super fast and furious. And so what are you basing that off of, some trail cam activity or scouting or actually hunting? or What are you seeing? Well, we a little of both. I went out and checked uh, the cameras the other day, and the activity saw a lot of does on the food plots. Um, I've, you know, the bucks are starting to cruise. I'm seeing different um, bucks showing up in different areas. Um, but the ones that I had on camera earlier, the bigger ones, I'm not seeing right now. And I've talked to a couple of my friends, some outfitters that um, uh, run quite a bit of land, and, you know, they've seen some activity. They've actually had... Um, um, a couple um, really nice bucks, probably 160 and 150 that were locked together that a guy actually shot. So, you know, things are starting to pick up and they're starting to, to um, hammer on each other and they're starting to cruise around. But um, from us hunting last week, we saw very little activity. And so the bucks that are you are getting on camera, these newer deer, um, is it mostly nocturnal movement? No, the ones that um, we've seen on camera on the food source have actually been um, um, early, you know, around 7 o'clock in the evening. i um, seen a lot of activity in the morning. Um, but, they're, they're, you know, the the bucks that I've been seeing have been in that 120 to 130 class range. Nice deer. Um, but just haven't seen the big boys um, yet, but they could be in different areas too. And so, like, where do you think those bucks went that you've been, uh, you know, patterning all of October? Do you think they're on the neighbors now, or do you think they're still there, just not really moving yet? I think they're, they're still there. You know, we um, run 2,000 acres um, out in South Central North Dakota, and we have a lot of draws and coolies. And what I've seen is that our soybean fields and things when in September, August, September, when there's a lot of green um, for them, they were hammering them early. 
and right now they're kind of switching um, gears and they're going over to some of the corn. But I think a lot of these bucks are just starting to spread out. You know, they're there in their batch or groups, and now they're kind of moving around. And they're going to be there. They're just going to be different parts of our place. And, and that's what usually happens is that they just kind of spread out and um, go to the different areas and start checking those and things like that. Right. So we, we shouldn't hit the panic button yet then for you. Um, so you would say this is typical then, uh, this sort of behavior that you're seeing? You know, it is, you know, it's every year we struggle, you know, they say the October law and, um, you know, this weekend we're hoping it's going to pick up, you know, it's, um, you know, Halloween weekend. And I'm thinking that um, cracking the horns together and doing a little grunt call. I think these bucks are starting to get into it. And our rut usually seems like it. And, you know, around the, that Halloween weekend, the pre-rut and then start, we open up our rifle season um, the following week and we start to see some um, really nice activity then and it continues through the middle of November to the end of November. And so what have you been seeing for deer sign wise? Do you think scrapes are really hot right now or are we starting to move off of that a little bit? Well, you know, we, we're not big into scrape hunting, um, but uh, you know, the areas that I do hunt, there's huge scrape lines that go through, um, I have personally never killed a deer on a scrape. Um, it's just nice to see. I think that the ones that we're seeing, a lot of them are the ones that they keep open year round um, because it's a kind of a their signpost type deal. But um, you know, uh, you know, the rubs are everywhere, and um, we're starting to see um, you know more scrapes in different areas um, where these bucks are cruising. And so going forward, what what do you think the buck activity is going to be on a scale of 1 to 10 in this next week or so? You know, I, w- I would like to say it's going to get up to an 8 or a 9, but I just know how that rut goes. You know, it's funny that, you know, we're a weekend warrior, so we get to hunt the weekends basically. And, you know, some days, you know, the rut is on fire. You go out one day and you'll see bucks chasing all over, um, dog and does. And the next day you see nothing and it's always been baffling to me. And I don't know if they're in lockdown. Um, it's just one of those deals. Time creates opportunity. And if a guy can get out there as much as possible, I think you're going to find some kind of rut, rut activity going on. It just depends on what day it is. Yeah, right on. Well, I, I hope that the rut lines up with your weekends available here and uh, we'll connect again soon and, and hear how you're doing. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate it. And finally, joining us on the phone is Tim Beeble of the fourpointer.com, which is dedicated to New England whitetail hunting. Now, Tim, I know you've been hunting Vermont and New Hampshire lately. What would you say the buck activity has been there on a scale of 1 to 10? I would have to give it a probably around a 5 to a 6. Just this past weekend, I think the weather really took a turn for the better in terms of deer hunting. It, it's been real, real warm this fall. And there's been a lot of food, a lot of food in the woods this year. So the deer activity has been, the movement at least, has been next to nothing from what I've experienced. And just this past weekend, I was out scouting and heard from others, but uh, scrapes are starting to pop up and, and rub. So it's it's getting to that point where it's pretty exciting out there. So I'm looking forward to getting out there tonight. Actually going to plan on hunting over a scrape tonight in an area where I've had some success calling in the past so hopefully that'll work out again tonight but yeah i give it a five or six and so how aggressive are you typically this time of year um you know are you hunting some of your better stands yet or are you showing some patience with those um my strategy to be honest is is i hunt when i can so um 
you know, I, I can't get out every day and the days that I have an opportunity to hunt, I, I take advantage of it. Um, this type of year, this time of year, I would say I probably am a little bit more aggressive, at least with calling. Um, I still try to slip in there where I think the buck activity is going to be. Um, but calling, I definitely ramp that up. Um, most of the calling around here is blind calling. You, you can't see more than hundred yards in the woods. So, um, I definitely utilize those quite a bit more grunts and, and more, um, use can call a lot, little doe bleats, uh, this type of year and, and have had success with deer responding to those. So hoping that, uh, I can catch that buck just out cruising, you know, checking his scrapes that he's recently made and maybe, uh, pick up on one of my calls and, and come on over for a peek, see what's over there. So, but yeah, that's, that's my strategy. I just try to get in there close to their scrapes and, and try to call to them. And so are, are you more of a, a morning sit right now? Uh, or you do a lot of more evenings this time of year? Uh, more evenings at this point. Um, getting into that time of year when I can I can get out in more mornings. But up to this point, um, it's been all evening sits for me. And I mean, all honestly, if you check my blog out, you'll see I haven't had much success as it is so far this year. But uh, deer movement's been pretty slow for me this year. Just like I said a little bit ago, it's been really warm, above average. Uh, and just a ton of feed in the woods in this area, just up and down the Connecticut River Valley in Vermont, New Hampshire, just acorns everywhere, beech nuts everywhere. And that coupled with uh, warm weather just doesn't give the, the deer much reason to move. And so that lack of deer movement that you're seeing, would you say that is all whitetail across the board right now or, or just mostly the bucks that you're noticing a, a lack of movement with? I, well, I would say that's, that's pretty much all whitetail movement across the board in my experience, just just been next to nothing really sure and and so how can you use uh that abundance of food so uh, information right now this time of year does does that help a hunter or, or not really well it's frustrating for sure but i i think uh one of the lessons i'm i'm learning or or trying to trying to act on that i've learned in the past is to give up a few nights of, of hunting if it's just not not productive time in the woods and and spending those those times when I would otherwise be sitting in a stand to scout and see where I can find that fresh feeding activity. Um, I mean, you know, if you can find those oaks where the deer happen to be, uh, sit there for a couple of nights in a row and, and see what happens. If it's dead there, you know, move on to the next spot, but that, that's, it's pretty spotty right now. And that's the strategy I'm trying to employ. Um, and it, it does work, but you got to find where they're at because they're just not moving much. Sure. And going forward for these uh, next 10 days or so, what would you say the buck activity is going to be then on a scale of one to 10? Well, it's only going to get better. And the, uh, you know, the, the weather forecast looks promising. we got some chilly weather sticking with us now, uh, down into the twenties at night. Uh, and even today it's barely reached 40 degrees. And so that coupled with this type of, this time of year, uh, you know, the, the bucks really just start cruising. It's, encouraging to see that scrape activity out there uh, and fresh rubs and so it's only a matter of time which is i think one of the most important ingredients to a hunt is just time you just gotta just gotta put in the time and uh, eventually you know if you play your cards right uh, and put the time in something's gonna happen and so just all comes down to taking advantage of those opportunities that arise absolutely well i'll be following along at the fourpointer.com and hope to see you with some antler in your hands Yeah, me too. All right. Thanks a lot, Spencer. Appreciate it. And that concludes this episode of Rut Radio. Make sure to follow Wired Hunt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Spencer Newharth.
I look forward to the next time I talk to you guys because that will mean it's finally November. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody knows Weber Grills. I've been using Weber Grills my whole life and check it out. They got a pellet grill, the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Now with a pellet grill, you can smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. You can go from low and slow, okay, on smoke boost mode, or crank this thing all the way to a heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full great sear zone, so you can put more food on the flame. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood pellet grill. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase.